Wendy's two for six dollars lets you mix and match some of our best items, like <gasps> Dave Single with a ten-piece crispy nugs, medium strawberry lemonade with a spicy chicken sandwich, spicy chicken with a Dave Single, Dave Single with a strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade. If you're into that, chicken Sam, crispy nugs, crispy nugs, strawberry lemonade, Dave's, Dave's nugs, nugs, Sam, Sam. Whew. Pick what you want at a price you want. <clears throat> Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's two for six. For a limited time, price of participation may vary at U.S. Wendy's on the card only. Single item at regular price. The Rogie Report News on the Fringe FM. I'm Jess Rogie. Elon Musk says Mars is for explorers who will probably die, and he explains more in a recent interview with the XPRIZE Foundation. Because there's so much people think, oh, is this some escape hatch for rich people? Yeah, going to Mars reads like that ad book for, for Shackleton going to the Antarctic. You know, it's it's dangerous, uh, it's uncomfortable, um, it's a long journey. You might not, you know, come back alive, um, but it's a glorious adventure, and uh, it'll be amazing, an, an amazing experience. Well, and we probably won't have good food, and all these things, you know. <laughs> so, so yeah. if, 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 if an arduous and dangerous journey where you may not come back alive, um, but it's a glorious adventure, sounds appealing. Honestly, a bunch of people probably will die in the beginning. It's yeah. Yes, Elon, that's hilarious. It's tough sledding over there. We don't want to make anyone go, so it's like <laughs> volunteers only. The Navy is always testing new technology. Recently, they've been testing an alternative, unhackable GPS. Back in 1995, the U.S. Air Satellite's global positioning system became fully operational. Sailors used to use a six tent to find their way using the sky to navigate, and it stopped being used after World War II. The new systems are similar to a six tent, but using infrared instead of visible light for locating stars, allowing for daytime navigation. The use of celestial Steel navigation will provide unhackable navigation for the Navy. Massive sinkholes are opening up in Turkey's farmland. Hundreds of new sinkholes have been reported since the start of the year, almost double the number registered last year, and it's a man-made problem. Drought has plagued farmers in the area, and they're increasingly turning to groundwater to keep their crops alive. The giant caverns of drained water eventually collapse under the weight of the soil, creating sinkholes as deep as 500 feet. There are currently 660 documented sinkholes in the the province nearly doubled the amount from last year is everything we know a lie did we visit the moon do astronauts eat astronaut ice cream in space the answer may surprise you well to the second question no astronaut has ever eaten astronaut ice cream while in space a new article was recently released by the new york times and it stated with real ice cream available there's no need for those blocks of chalky neapolitan astronaut ice cream parents buy for their children at the museum gift shops indeed in the 60 years of the space age, no astronaut has ever eaten astronaut ice cream, at least not in space. This has been the Rogie Report News on the Fringe FM. I'm Jess Rogie. This is Jess Rogie, host of the Rogie Report, and you're listening to the Fringe FM, KTLK, digital broadcasting. 
everyone. Broadcasting live from sunny Southern California on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, the Fringe FM, and in syndication on KFSA. This is the Rogie Report, where we talk about the topics that matter to you. From UAPs to UFOs, current events, conspiracies, consciousness, and more. Let's get ready to explore the unrevealed. Hello, I'm your host, Jess Rogi. Today is Wednesday, April 28th, 2021. This is episode 14 of the Rogi Report on the Fringe FM. I want to thank everybody so much for joining us tonight. I want to give a shout out to everybody in the Spreaker chat. We got Ken and we got Russ. Who else? We got everybody over in the Discord chat. Hello to Michael J. And if you want to join the chat, go to thefringe.fm. And if you go down to the middle of the page, it has a link to the chat room. So... If you want to follow the Rogie Report on Twitter and Instagram, follow the Rogie Report. That's the R-O-G-G-E Report. And you can subscribe to the Rogie Report newsletter on therogiereport.com. And there you'll find links on how to support the show. Okay. So, also, I wanted to mention, I don't know if it's been mentioned, but this Saturday, May 1st, we're going to have the first ever Beyond the Strange karaoke on Twitch. So that's going to be hosted by Dave Cruz and Russ Bailey. I think Gigi and JP are going to be joining us, and we're going to be singing some tunes. So you guys are going to find out who has the best voice and who has the worst voice. And we got Night Stalker and Ken in the chat. Thank you guys for joining. So I want to tell you guys my guest tonight. He invited me on his show last month, and I had such an amazing time. It was a lot of fun. I'm going to share the title of the episode with you guys here in just a bit because that was, it's a fun title. So, my guest tonight is Greg Bornstein. Greg Bornstein is a cultural hypnotist, consciousness disruptor, curator of experience, and proud broadcaster of all things shamelessly fringe. His podcast, Open Loops with Greg Bornstein, Conversations That Bend is a late-night talk show for mind expansion and unconscious provocation. Provocate. Provoca- oh, no. Provocate. Darn it. Provocate. Nope. I'm skipping that word. Okay. His goal is to challenge your existing belief systems and radically unique ideas to move you in and out of your everyday trances so that life becomes more mysterious, magical, and intellectually enthralling all at the same time. You can catch uh, the Open Loops podcast on podfollow backslash Open Loops. And Open Loops is available on all podcast platforms. I want to give a warm Rogie Report show. Welcome to Greg Bornstein. Yay! Welcome, Greg. How are you? Hey, Jess. I am honored to be here. I I didn't realize the word provocation would be so provocative. I guess it I was know. in a way. I, I was like, Jesus. I, I was like, nope, nope. And, you know, sometimes, you know, we, we do do a, a job, me and you, where we have to speak. But sometimes I get caught up on these words. <laughs> do you, do you, I, sometimes I think that uh, the... I, I don't know. I feel that certain words, certain things actually cause uh, you to have reactions that um, are universally significant. Oh. Like tripping up on a word like that might mean that maybe, I don't know, maybe you, you have a relationship with the word provoca- pro- Ooh, provocation. Pro- maybe there's maybe. something unconscious going on. I don't know. I don't know. Now I have to think about that. I couldn't. I, can I say it now? Can you say it again? Let's see if I can say it. Provocation. Provocation. See? Yes. I need somebody to say it. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally fine. Hey, look, I am so happy to be here. I loved having you on my show. And uh, yeah, I mean, look, you said at the beginning with your intro, anything unexplained, anything about consciousness, spirituality, that's what I am here for. I am willing to dig in. Oh, so much fun. So I wanted to, you know, I, maybe you could tell everybody a little bit about your show and like what, what I mean, you kind of did already, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, 
I mean, look, okay, so the whole thing with Open Loops is that I have always been a explorer of all things alternative my entire life. And I was, for a long while, I think, not really sure what to do with it. Uh, I, I have a performing arts background, went to NYU, studied acting, trained in classical uh, Shakespearean and, and the, the works of theater and thought I was going to do that. And Jess, I mean, my whole life, though, even though I wanted to be a performer and I thought that was a conventional way to do it, that was a societally accepted way. I mean, when I was five, I was doing magic shows for my friends. So there was always a part of me that was drawn towards the wondrous, the mysterious, even though there were, I was fitting into uh, this performer persona and starting to listen to what society told me to do. But what was weird is that as I was going to, you know, I went to high school, did all the shows, did the musicals, I went to college, uh, I always always was picking up books about the esoteric, ah. about the strange, about hypnosis. And I could never figure it out. I'm like, I'm getting a BFA and this, I'm studying acting, but how do I really hone in um, a, a career path for myself that explores these interests? And I think Open Loops came out of that. It's saying, hey, look, you're interested in hypnosis, paranormal, the supernatural conspiracies, but you also want to bring the entertainer to it. Mm -hmm. So my idea was, look, if I can do coast to coast, if I can do anything or at least aspire to one day be Howard Stern um, and I can leverage the communication skills that a performing artist have, yes. I'm going to bring that all together to give people an entertaining, like I said, a late night talk show for the shamelessly fringe and countercultural. Oh, so awesome. No, and I love your show. And you have done, I mean, really, we've spoken before, but the audience hasn't heard you. How many episodes have you done? You've done a lot of episodes in a, you know, in a short amount of time. Yeah, this was the, did everybody start a podcast during the pandemic? I feel Most... like they did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Barack did. Michelle, Barack and Bruce Oh, did Barack? Did. I did not know that Barack did. <laughs> Oh gosh! Yes, yes, um, yes. Uh, I can't do rock. <laughs> if I could, uh, well, you know what? I'm at 108. Tomorrow, nice. 109 comes wow. out. Wow, you are an interviewing machine. You have such a wide range of guests. You know, in the field of esoteric and fringe topics, who is one of your uh, most interesting guests? Somebody who is mind blowing. Yeah. Oh, gosh, there are. <laughs> yes, I. Hmm, my gosh, I don't even know where to begin with this. I mean, there, <laughs> there's so many interesting people all over, all across the board. I would say that, uh, well, one of the weirdest, yes. I will say, that I particularly, I don't even know if he's mind-blowing. And what's interesting is that this man has not been allowed on some of the other fringe shows see this oh, is the really? thing i i very much want to do i want to be an open platform as much as possible but actually do it like yes. some people think okay well this guy's just a little too bizarre and not coherent at all and probably to my detriment i'm saying <laughs> yeah no, no, i'm gonna bring that guy on um i'm gonna send everybody to you greg <laughs> <laughs> i know it's ridiculous well i was gonna say mark jaycox this man, yes. I don't even know if he's an authority on anything. <laughs> I don't know if, I mean, I, I, he's not someone that's written a book. He's not someone that, uh, you know, you, you, you certainly, he's called into Coast to Coast. That's part of his whole entire story. Um, but his claim is that he, as a kid, was subjected to the Montauk chair. Um, do you oh, know about that at all? Yes, I actually i I spoke to Stuart Swordlow about that once. Yes, oh yeah, Stuart. It, yeah, that that's that's one of the big names in the whole Montauk. Yes, uh, whole Montauk time travel experiments. Shoot. <laughs> um, and for those that don't know, I mean, check out the Montauk Project books yes. by Peter Moon. Um, Peter, you had Peter Moon too. Show. Yeah, you, you just had Peter Moon on. I saw too. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, Peter, you know, he, that's a guy that, and, and this is my fear right now, what am I going to do? I'm going to, like, spin lots of loops and open tangents. I mean, that's just what I do. That's part of why the show is called that, uh, yes. too, Jess. It's open loops are, it comes from a hypnosis term. I have a background in uh, hypnotherapy and, and just studying uh, hypnosis in a stage context. So an open loop is a provocation um an unconscious <laughs> provocation uh the idea that you start a topic like i don't know talking about mark jaycox and don't finish it so that your listeners and everybody if you're if you're listening to this right now this is a trick they use in advertising all the time they'll start something and they won't finish the idea to get you to listen to the bulk of the ad oh. hypnotists use it skillfully I live on it, and oh. some people say go down the rabbit hole, Jess, but I say, now nah, let's keep creating loops and keep opening more and more loops. That's the way I'm framing exploring these topics. Oh. I have a... This week at Macy's, find your new favorite jeans with 40% off Levi's looks for him and her just in time for spring. Or use your coupon or Macy's card and take an extra 15% off handbags and wallets already 40 to 50% off. And take an extra 10% off great furniture and mattress deals too. Plus, Star Rewards members earn rewards even faster during Macy's Star Money bonus days. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Wendy's 2 for $6 lets you mix and match some of our best items. Like... Dave Single with a 10-piece crispy nugs. Medium strawberry lemonade with a spicy chicken sandwich. Spicy chicken with a Dave Single. Dave Single with a strawberry lemonade. Strawberry lemonade. Strawberry lemonade. If you're into that. Chicken Sam, crispy nugs. Crispy nugs, strawberry lemonade. Dave's, Dave's, nugs, nugs, Sam, Sam. Whew. Pick what you want at a price you want. <clears throat> Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's two for six. For a limited time, price and participation may vary at U.S. Wendy's on the card only. Single item at regular price. Question for you um, here from Night Stalker <laughs> in the chat. So sorry, I don't... Uh, um. He says, as we'll get to a- Mark Jaycox, folks. Maybe, maybe yeah. he won't close the loop on him. Yeah, no, because <laughs> yeah. here, I mean, we do have a comment in the chat. <laughs> yeah, let's hear it. What's the comment? I'm nervous. Not very. Mark Jaycox. Wow. Is that it? That, do, um, does Night Stalker know Mark? No, no. This is not from Night Stalker. This is um, I don't want to say it. I feel bad because it says he's not nice. Is he not nice? Oh, what Mark? Yeah. Okay, so here's the thing with Mark. Mark is, I I believe he's troubled. Oh. I believe he's troubled because of, it's hard to know, Mark is very rude to people. Oh, okay, he so. Is, he's very publicly rude. He's said things. He said things, he said that, weirdly enough, he said that uh, on my show, he did this prediction about Andrew Cuomo going down and it, that he should go down. And he was saying this stuff about how he's like an Israeli Mossad agent. And I'm going, oh, my gosh. And then he, and then he's talking about, you know, how he thinks a rock should hit Israel. And I'm going, I, is this anti-Semitic? I don't know. I don't know what the deal oh, is. Oh, no. So there is stuff that made me question. And that's almost why I didn't put the episode out. But Ooh. here's the story with him. Um, claims he was in the Montauk chair, believes that he was split in half, split in time, so that he went to two, – two of him split in time so that he went all the way to the beginning of the universe, which he claims – is 10 and this is the title of the episode if people want to watch uh or, or go to this um it's it's episode 90 of open loops giselle is an earthworm and other fun facts with the man from the year 10 and then zero 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 comma zero 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 comma zero zero two zero two one his whole thing is that we should be putting 14 zeros with the year 2021 because that's how far out in the universe oh. he's been at the beginning of time um <laughs> that's it he's very rude to people oh. i've mentioned <laughs> he hates mufon he hates i i post something about an alien convention the big names in the business i talk about aki nost and uh clarence mitchell and all these other guys who are big in the broadcasting scene and he's like he immediately comments things that are just blatantly incendiary and offensive about how they're all um idiots fools oh, doesn't know what they're talking about so I think he's a troubled guy, but if you go into what happened to him, yeah. he strongly believes that he was um, 
the government has ruined him, has ruined his consciousness. Yes, he's omniscient. Yes, he can see everything. But supposedly, that's his claim. <laughs> okay. um, <laughs> I was going to say, did you know that? Did he prove it? <laughs> <laughs> well, he does have this whole thing about how he stopped Tom Brady with his will at one point. <clears throat> and, and this is where the title of the episode comes from, Jess. <laughs> he says that Giselle Bunchen revealed herself to him outside his house in her true form which is that of an earthworm shut the front door she's an earthworm i had no clue me neither (laughs) so it's a tall or a really tall earthworm she's pretty tall lady so that would be a huge earthworm (laughs) Yes, yes. He is I, – I, I'll say this. I don't know what to do with Mark. I feel um, – the thing I do feel bad about is that he's welcomed on sh- – or people say, oh, yeah, come on my show. And then the host – he's shown me a couple of examples of hosts that have said, like, whoa, dude, you're, you're too much. So I was like, you know wow. what? Screw all of them. I'm going to bring this guy on. Like, I'm going to um, do it. <laughs> I had to. I had to. And you know what? I might do a one-off. I might do a spin-off show with him and have people call in just to see if they can understand what he's saying. Because wow. the way he talks is just one big hypnotic trance. Wow. It's just like a big – it's like a stream of consciousness type of thing. Yes. It just keeps going. I mean, I have messages on my phone right now. How can space be known if it is not measured to be known? What? Are we capable of measuring too much space consciously? That I mean, he is constantly texting me his thoughts, his his ideas, his predictions about things. When you're friends with this guy on Facebook message messenger, I mean, and he's there, he will not stop with the ideas. And I love it because once in a while he'll say a new nugget and I'm going, wait, what do you what do you mean that the Boston Marathon bombers also showed up and manifested on your porch in 2015? What? 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 Yes. In, yes. I, mean, <laughs> I don't. I don't know how to. I, I wouldn't know how to fall. I, I. That is a guess. I'm not sure I'd be able to do because I wouldn't know where to go after that. Like, okay. Yeah, I know. And he says his dad was. Um, his dad was part of the Philadelphia experiment, or that's a, that's how there's a, there's a Montauk connection. He oh, eyes, yeah. Eisenhower. Yeah, I. I just don't. And he also says if I come to visit him, uh, oh. that I will see a UFO in the sky. I mean, he's one of those people that's like, hey, you want me to pull one down with my consciousness? You should uh, go. And not just in a Stephen Greer way. We're talking an actual, like, he's he like a physical a craft. craft. Like, yeah. he's like, I'm going to bring a craft. Like, you're going to see a real, like, UFO right now. <laughs> yes. Yes. Go, Greg. Go. But I want you to come back. That's why I kind of don't want you to go. <laughs> I know. I'm just scrolling through these texts. There's some gold here from Mark. Um, give us, give, this... give me a gold. Give me a gold. Give me some gold. <laughs> um, let's see. I saw a picture of Ira Levin on YouTube, and it was identical to my neighbor. Yeah, what? I wear glasses, but they are not Coke in all caps glasses. Um, oh, how about this? My neighbor who calls himself another name has insisted. I know he does not know his birthday and has no birth record and cannot get one. Oh yeah, baby. Real. This is all caps. Reality is a mouth with teeth. Lots of teeth, and each one bites. Bites hard. And he what? Just, what? <laughs> he also claims that. Oh, and this is the other thing. There's so much about this guy that's, to me, fascinating. He claims he is the dude from Twelve Monkeys. I mean, whoop! Sorry. <laughs> there you go. You blew me the, my mind there. I was like, what? What? I've heard uh, a lot of things. I've heard a lot of things. But this is the dude from 12 Monkeys. He's like, the story, I'm the real one. They based the story I, I, on me. Right? <laughs> on him, not me. <laughs> it's just, it's so, this whole 14 digit, I mean, I'm really trying to, and that, you know what, for, for the people in the audience that know of this man and his uh, angry ways in the the fringe community, the things he posts, um, I, I have to say that I'm dedicated to translating it. There's something <laughs> about me that just wants to understand, is it like... all the babblings of someone under the influence that is just really disturbed psychologically, or <laughs> is there something here? Because I feel like people that aren't, it's not, you, you don't just become an alcoholic and start talking like this. 
<laughs> right? That's no, it's think. true. I'm like, is he like? I was like, is he like really into psychedelics? Like, where did this all come from? That I'm trying to figure it out. I <laughs> and and he also thinks true that that truly that we are in the dome. That there is no Earth. We're all inside of this dome on the moon. Um, yeah, I, I don't quite understand it. I was going to do another episode with him this Sunday with this other guy, Logan Jason, who you, uh, sh- in- you should. We were going to trans try to translate it, but then in the group chat, Mark offended Logan. <laughs> so Logan's like, dude, this is t- this guy's too negative. I am out. We are done. And I'm like, no. I need one other person to come on that claims he understands this game. If anybody listening to this right now yes. believes you understand Mark J. Cox and you want to come on my show and translate it, Jess, you can come there too so we can figure this out. Oh, I mean, I, I want to get to the bottom of this guy. Oh my god, we got Dave Cruz saying he's laughing his ass off. and um, <laughs> <laughs> Ken says hashtag dickhead. I don't know if that's for me, Ken. Is that for me? <laughs> <laughs> have no. you worked with i mean the last thing i got from him on facebook was a screenshot of uh, yeah what did he say he um he posted a youtube screenshot his comments on the screenshot and then he wrote i am proving the mothman is our god oh my is that <laughs> i knew it I knew it. Maybe that's the secret. It's like you need to find the key. Once you find the key, you'll be able to <laughs> interpret what this man is saying. And maybe the key is Mothman. It might be. I just don't understand. You don't how... even know. I. It, it reminds me of, look, I mean, you're in this space, right? Yes. So there are some people. Well, and this is what I love, and, and I explore this tension. When you were on my show, mm-hmm. the, the episode we did talking about Elon Musk and, and the people in the space, I mean, I, you know, we, we had an open conversation about people in this community. Yes. And on one level, sometimes people make a lot of sense, what they're talking about. But I just think there are people out there, I'm sure there are people that are listening to shows like this that are, when they speak in public, it's still crazy. That is absolutely a thing. It's sometimes it's too fringe for fringe. There is too fringe for a fringe. People don't realize there is levels to this. There's like ghosts, like but there's like ghosts could be light or ghosts could you could get super deep and crazy and I mean, there's levels to it all. Interesting. It's, yeah, you know, I know what I mean. I want to. You've been here longer than I have. I mean, do you? think like terrence howard at the oscars did you see that last year when he was talking babble what did he he say he was he sounded like mark jaycox um he was he was talking about and maybe maybe he didn't but i guess in relative to the people on the carpet he was a mark jaycox because he was talking about fifth dimensional reality and and all this stuff that should not be spoken It, it just makes no sense to talk about out of context on the red carpet and people thought he was going crazy he did psychedelics he did this kind of thing and i mean to me i'm going i cannot i maybe i'd have to re-listen and see if i could follow him now it's almost like kanye too with trump yeah, um <laughs> <laughs> like there could be an entire fringe broadcast network why isn't coast to coast like decoding kanye's yeah. comments i don't understand they someone should that's like Sumerian tablet stuff right exactly there. exactly if you can figure out the true meaning behind what he's saying and you could tie you know it Here's an idea. All those Q people, maybe that they could move away from that and like start interpreting Kanye. <laughs> yes. Kanye, Mark Jacobs, Terrence Howard. I'm yes. telling you. I didn't know Terrence Howard here. went fifth, I didn't know Terrence Howard went fifth, fifth dimensional. <laughs> he there is I I swear he said something. He was saying some stuff that was totally out there. And you know, look, we've seen Jim Carrey do it. Yes, it, but yes, but he a went little more accessible. Too. Yeah, it's like I still can relate to Jim Carrey with his fifth, fifth, fifth dimensional talk. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's talking that Cartoli and you know, Awakening and all that stuff and whatever. Like, we get it, Jim. You're rich. We don't really feel that bad for you, right. um, even though he wants us to. I, but I, I can't. 
Terrence is just totally out there, man. And um, hey, look, I would have Terrence Howard on my. <laughs> you Shout should get him on. Your show. We should try to get him on. Let's too. just get. Let's just hit up Terrence if he's talking about fifth dimensional stuff. We just come at him with consciousness. Come speak to us, Terrence. Terrence Howard. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, we are. Yeah. Oh, we are just about time for a break. But when we come back, too, I want to touch on talk about hypnosis too. your hypnosis, because I don't know yes. much about like ha- anything. Well, we'll find out more because I want to know more. So we'll be right back with more with Greg Bornstein. Go. Listening to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Are you thinking about creating a podcast but don't know where to start? You really want to have to learn all this stuff? Individual track processing, enhance and improve sound quality, edit out those awkward processing slips, mix multiple clips and tracks, fix and balance noise levels, and perfect volumes, deliver consistent sound. Live podcast production, show notes and SEO optimization, episode upload to hosting, live call screening, balance levels and live measure broadcast standards, full branding packages, logo design, podcast site, website, show artwork, video and audio production, gotta do video because everybody's doing video, branded video graphics. Or do you just want to get on the mic and get your ideas out there? The Fringe FM team is here to help with all of your podcasting, audio and video production needs. From simple podcast to audio enhancement, our professional production staff will make it easier than ever to create the podcast you desire. The biggest thing is time. A lot of people that podcast don't have time. Time is like a really valuable currency next to cost. It's even more important than money. Why waste your time doing all this stuff? This is what we can do for you. Think about like the hours and the money you're going to have to put into doing all this by yourself. Doesn't make sense. It's going to take you months to launch. If we did it for you, we could do it tomorrow. Visit thefringe.fm, join our team, and get jump started on your podcast today. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. If you suffered in silence or experienced stress from a paranormal experience, even if it happened 20 years ago when thinking or talking about it today still makes you feel sick to your stomach or makes your heart beat faster or you suddenly can't breathe, maybe you even feel those old familiar signs of a panic attack trying to reach the surface. You could have unprocessed emotional responses. Those reactions of terror and trauma are no different than living through a horrible assault, childhood abuse, or a terrible car accident. It can be nearly impossible to find help. The very instance of seeing a ghost or encountering a cryptid could be clinical described as seeing or hearing things that aren't there. You could be considered psychotic, or at best, you're just not taken seriously. Out of a growing mountain of research, the National Institute for Integrative Healthcare showed that 8 out of 10 veterans who completed just 6... Wendy's 2 for $6 lets you mix and match some of our best items, like... Dave Single with a 10-piece crispy nugs. Medium strawberry lemonade with a spicy chicken sandwich. Spicy chicken with a Dave Single. Dave Single with a strawberry lemonade. Strawberry lemonade. Strawberry lemonade. If you're into that. Chicken Sam, crispy nugs. Crispy nugs, strawberry lemonade. Dave's, Dave's, nugs, nugs, Sam, Sam. Whew. Pick what you want at a price you want. <clears throat> Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's two for six. For a limited time, price of participation may vary. U.S. Wendy's on the card only. Single item at regular price. Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. I never thought I'd care about gardening until I bought a house in the suburbs. But now I find myself in conversations about liquid fertilizer, and I wonder, am I the fertilizer guy now? (laughs) No, no way. Everyone knows the ratio between phosphorus and nitrogen, right? Yeah, I'm still totally cool. Anyway, when you save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto, that's the easy part of adjusting to the suburbs. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. One-hour EFT sessions no longer tested positive for PTSD. If you've had paranormal trauma, you can contact Metaphorical Archaeology by calling 214-995-3754. Again, that's 214-995-3754 for a discreet consultation. Yoy there. It's Gigi from Shift Happens. Just stopping by to tell you to stop it. Stop that. Stop that thing that you're doing. And redirect all of your attention right directly back here to the Fringe FM. You're welcome.
Hey, Fringe listeners, Dave Cruz here, reminding you that Beyond the Strange airs live Monday evenings at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on The Fringe FM. BTS is your one-stop shop for the paranormal, the bizarre, and most of all, the strange. Join me and co-host Black Sky Paranormals, Russ Bailey, as we discuss topics such as aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, and much more. Also, we talk with profound guests, authors, researchers from all over the world, and we take your calls live on the air. Go to beyondthestrange.com and learn more about the show, guests, times, free registration for our newsletter, merch, and much more. Again, that's Beyond the Strange, Monday evenings, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. And as always, stay strange. You are hearing the sound between that which is above and that which is below. It's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Are you looking for real news? Are you tired of mainstream media telling you what to think? And the agenda control is exactly what people think. And this is extremely dangerous to our democracy. 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 Instead of listening to mainstream media, check out the Rogie Report News here on the Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. News for the independent thinker. Back to the Rogie Report on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM, and in syndication on KFSA. Joining me again is Greg Bornstein. Greg Bornstein, and we were just talking about his show, and um, now I have a question from you from the chat. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. This is from Night Stalker. He says, as an actor and someone interested in consciousness, what do you think about method acting? Is there a weird metaphysical aspect to it? Are there channeling? Are they channeling? Is it muse, etc.? Wow. I love this question, Night Stalker. Um, yes. So that question is best answered by a book called the way of the actor which i forget the writer of this but i was i was told to read it in college it contrasts modern method acting training uh with the practice of sham- shamans interesting um it's a spin on that book the way of the shaman yeah, yeah it's uh i never i never really thought about it until after again as this consciousness esoteric stuff i was very much on the periphery of it, even before I started my show. I mean, I, I read things about it, but once I started like digging in and talking to people show after show, that's when my mind started expanding in this yes. way. Um, but that said, that is a book that even now that you brought that up, I, I'm going to reread it because I remember as I was reading it in college, they were talking about the fact that shamans are channeling, shamans are um, actively going in and out of different trance states. And, you know, hey, I think that does lend it self to hypnosis because what i would say is if you can i think really good actors are absolutely some of the best self-hypnotists on the planet yes i mean that is you are we are talking moving in and out of trance now actually i i guess oh man Night Stalker, you've opened the rabbit hole. You've opened the ra- <laughs> you've opened the doorway to this issue. I could go down this path. Okay, so Stella Adler. I went to the Stella Adler Studio of Acting at NYU. They have different acting studios. They place you in the one they think fits best. 
Stella Adler. She's one of the original founders of um, contemporary American acting. So you have the, the method, which came from Stanislavski in Russia. Stella Adler went to Russia to study it and bring it back to America. Now, there are two variations off of this. Jess, the one that a lot of people think when they think of method acting yes. is what Strasberg did, which was memory sense memory going into your past remembering something sad or having an emotion attached to a item from your childhood so that in the moment in the scene when you need to express the emotion you imagine yourself touching that teddy bear from when you were five years old that got run over um i'm, I'm sure by the way if your teddy bear got run over i bet mark jaycox did it um now <laughs> just, just kidding mark love you love you um no so um uh. So no 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 I, I but yes the idea being that it will release you you have this sense memory and it will trigger the emotions by the way for those of you listening that in hypnosis is what we call anchoring anchoring an emotional state to something that uh you either think about feel place anything sensorial um often has its anchors that is why when you smell something from your childhood uh instantly i mean smell is a direct connection to the brain so oh that smells like growing up in grandma's house yeah instantly transports you to another world actors use that stella did something different she believed that imagination was the key to emotion she was like if you're too busy thinking about emotions from your past uh or or instances from your past to trigger emotion that's going to die out eventually if you keep thinking about this teddy bear uh it's going to it's going to dull so yes. her whole approach was i'm going to work with you to build the historical life of the character and even come up with stories come up with why does this person why is scrooge angry in christmas carol what is the childhood trauma that this character experienced and my training in college was to actively create the story to fill in those gaps and then know the story so well that when i was in the moment I could access the emotions that I needed. So to answer Night Stalker's question, what Stella, Stella was a big believer in Carl Jung. And Stella really believed that the reason you could use the imagination to actually stimulate these emotions based on the story you created is because of this universal collective consciousness, this idea that we have archetypes inside of us that Ooh. have gone through every single stage of life, the hero's journey historically. And you hear this all the time with epigenetics. I mean, this is we have stuff stored inside of us that's now provable by science. But also, um, it's, it's a very much a spiritual belief, Jess, that we have the collective consciousness of humanity. Some call it, um, you know, the uh, the. Uh, Akashic records. That's that's yes. the one. Yeah, like yes. th this idea that we're tapping into something. Um, so an actor that is creative enough and able to interpret the text and build this story that taps into collective archetypal consciousness would be wow. able to then in the moment express the emotions required to bring that character to life. So my position on spirituality in general, my show is very much like this. I know we, we talked about this when you were on. Yes. I'm always a, I'm very agnostic. I'm very, <laughs> I'm very skeptical a lot of the time. I have spiritual leanings. I can see it, to a fault. I probably have multiple interpret. I have too many. I can hold two different interpretations of reality at the same time. Um, yes. So is it spiritual? <laughs> Is it not? Yes. You're going to have to decide for yourself what is going to make the experience more real for you. But you better believe that the best actors out there are absolutely somehow tapping into a, this universal spectrum of emotions when they're pulling up the work. I do believe acting itself is a spiritual practice. Yes. Wow. So – that is that is really cool, and I've always wondered, you know, if that's if that's what they're doing. I don't know. I I remember, um, uh, what is that show? Sons of Anarchy. Like the uh, mm. main actor there, he said, like somehow he felt like you know he was 
you know, he he could connect so hard with that character, so much with that character that like he felt like it was a part of him, like he accessed something. I don't know. If, I don't know. It's yes. been so long since I've heard that what he said, but it's it was something about like how he was able to access this other character, you know, and yeah. this like person who was so real. That's what intrigues me so much about hypnosis and the in the stuff I explore with it as as a, a practicing hypnotist, as someone that is keeps studying the arts, as someone that advocates for it on my show. Um, this idea of the untapped potential within all of us. Um, the this think about it. I mean, now look, I, I'm gonna tell you right now that <laughs> As someone that has done this research, I don't necessarily believe in the old saw. It's thrown a lot around in the New Age community that, you know, we're using 98%. We're not using 98% of our brain. We're just (laughs) using 10%. I think that's a, in my opinion, based on the research, I believe that is a simplification of what's going on. I don't think it's like there's this unconscious I think it's all a metaphor. I don't think there's this dormant, unconscious mind that is there. We're only tapped into a small percentage of it. I really don't. But that said, when you use that metaphor, which at the end of the day, I kind of believe that. No, no. I do believe that meaning is often more powerful than what the facts are. Um, When you use that metaphor to believe that you are possible of doing things beyond your waking conscious perception of what yourself is able to do well guess what a hypnotist that is a playground because you can do things with hypnosis i mean i have had people just but one of my favorite examples was this girl uh i i made her see i brought her into trance jess and i said i want you right now i'm gonna count to three and when i get to three i want you to imagine you've seen the entire biopic she was an actress um the entire movie of your life the entire two-hour film you're going to see it in your subconscious the entire film in three seconds one two three boom her subconscious experienced an entire movie at least she believed she did in that second that's what the the subconscious mind the unconscious whatever you want to call it this this thing that we don't fully understand about potential, a hypnotist can mess with that in a positive way to get you to even – I mean if you can do that, well, imagine someone that's a, a runner uh, going into the subconscious mind and imagining that they've gone through training for a marathon in their head. They call it mental rehearsal. A hypnotist can multiply the effects of that by taking you into a deep trance state and just saying like okay you've mentally rehearsed this but you've been mentally rehearsing it for three months go to that place now boom what kind of a runner are you now and they will actually walk away with new skills wow but i guess too greg i mean i know you're a nice guy and you're using it for positive but hypnotists they can (laughs) Would they? Would you say? I mean, are they able to, you know, access people's subconscious and, you know, maybe implant negative things? Oh, or hidden yeah. behaviors. I think so. I do. Yes. Let's get all MK Ultra up in this his house. You know um, me. I had to. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Look. Okay. So here's the. In general, when I when I look at the world, when I look at perception, I'm always looking for the um, yes, but what is the positive of it factor? Yes. So in general, um, if someone comes to me and they say I'm afraid of hypnosis because of mind control, I say yes. yes. And if it was good, but what about positive mind control? What if it was powerful enough to get you an experience for actors, for instance? if you could never worry about auditions ever again imagine you never had nerves you could show up and an audition just felt like play going into an audition felt like brian cranston said this uh one of the best pieces of advice he was ever given was you show up to an audition and make it your job your job is to act therefore an audition's not a trial for the job it is your job 
to do it, so you should find joy in it. I can do that a million times and not believe it, though. A hypnotist can work with me to look at the underlying belief systems and make me not believe it, reframe them, deeply rewire the idea inside of you so that you do believe an audition is play every time and it feels exciting, and then actually go in and knock out the piece. So that, to me, is an example of it's it's the hammer metaphor. Hammer can be used for good. Hammer can be used for evil. Wendy's two for six dollars lets you mix and match some of our best items, like <gasps> Dave Single with a ten-piece crispy nugs, medium strawberry lemonade with a spicy chicken sandwich, spicy chicken with a Dave Single, Dave Single with a strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade. If you're into that, chicken Sam, crispy nugs, crispy nugs, strawberry lemonade, Dave's, Dave's nugs, nugs, Sam, Sam. Whew. Pick what you want at a price you want. <clears throat> Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's two for six. For a limited time, price and participation may vary at U.S. Wendy's on the card only. Single item at regular price. Yes. It's a powerful, powerful thing. Now, most hypnotists out there aren't good. Oh, <laughs> That's no. the thing. Um, or at least the ones that are aware of that they're practicing hypnotherapy. If that were really the case... Why aren't there hypnotists? Why aren't there hypnotherapists that are um, multimillion? Everyone's a multimillionaire. Everyone's working for them. Everyone. I mean, they would be there would be this conniving mind control army, which, by the way, (laughs) (laughs) there might be because of everything going on in the world right now. But (laughs) but we might be part of that mind control army and also the Illuminati and the elites might already have us. So maybe they are out there. That's also something I'm open to. Um, but that said, like this idea that a hypnotist, a, a certified stop smoking hypnotist has enough powers to implant something evil inside of you. that I just don't think they're that skilled. If I were scared of hypnosis, I'd be paying attention to the media, truly, and also the people in power, the politicians, the Elon Musk's. The, the Elon Musks. <laughs> These uh... people are the hypnotists of culture. They are they are the ones putting us in different trance states, and we have to. It takes a lot of work to question things these days because, um, and especially, I mean, my gosh, what a trance we're all in right now. Now, I'm not saying that the pandemic is or isn't real, but it is interesting that it has caused us to. Yes be subjected to a set of belief systems that we may have not even had a year ago it's interesting how people's behaviors are influenced by people in power authority positions telling you reality is the way it is i would consider the the international response to all this thing a um and absolutely an act of hypnosis whether that's for positive or negative that's for you to decide right but it's interesting that we all just complied with authority i mean a good hypnotist will play that authoritarian role um some sometimes sometimes that doesn't work with people then you have to be a little more have to be a little more uh passive and kind of do reverse psychology into getting them to comply um but yeah i mean we really hold doctors in high esteem right no matter what that's why doctors oh man i i am spitting tons of it's channeling i feel like alex jones right now but talking about hypnosis um (laughs) no Ah, um, the frogs are gay. You know, the frogs gay. Yes, it's all channeling through me. I was going to say that <laughs> doctors. So here's a good example of evil hypnosis being done by good people. If somebody, if a doctor says you have this much time to live, yes, in a when they're in a high state of anxiety about what's happening to them, the disease, the whatever it is they are more likely to believe that authoritarian figure because they're already in a highly charged state. That to me, an untrained off, off the, you know, scheduled comment about your health um, that, that isn't thoroughly thought through with fragile patients. um, That to me is an example of evil hypnosis because that is planting a thought in there that, can really work towards the detriment of the other people um yeah mk ultra i don't i don't think it's still happening in the degree it was right like Um, back in the day 
Yeah, I, I just think, if anything, the evil of hypnosis is just the ig- people of authority being ignorant with their words. Yes, I think they don't realize the impact of their... Maybe they do, though. I almost I gave them the benefit of the doubt, but maybe they do. Maybe they don't. Yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, I don't know. I When I started going into this, Jess... Everybody was preaching the same things. The majority of, and this is why I don't think a majority of him, the therapists are actually good, is because I saw things to defy what they were saying. So when you pick up a hypnosis book, it's all, oh, yes, all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. This mm. isn't mind control. It's something they, they talk about. It. They call it the pre-talk. Part of the hypnosis session with, with a hypnotherapist has many stages, one of them is the pre-talk, which is laying out that – so just so you know, Hollywood has a lot of perceptions about hypnosis, and I want to let you know right now it's not <laughs> mind control. It's all hypnosis itself. I'm not even doing anything. You're doing all of it. A lot of things that give the power of the hypnotist away to the person – some would say, well, this helps you get the trance more because it's empowering the person rather than making them scared. Um, some hypnotists that are critical of this, uh, one of my favorites, the Las Vegas stage performer. Yes, yes the... everybody. Yes. This is his name, Justin Trance. Um, <laughs> that is his legal name. He changed it to Justin Trance. He thinks that's giving your power away and that you're actually less likely to get everybody under when you leave it up to them because he's like, no, I'm so good and I have the skill set that I can hypnotize anybody. And I've seen him pretty much never fail Um, (laughs) just because he has a different frame around it. So when I started seeing him do stuff that was really impossible, video clips of people that weren't able to be hypnotized by traditional hypnotists, and he was just like, I'm going to show you how it's done. Then I started going, well, maybe this whole idea of taking the power away from the hypnotist and making it all about the person isn't the full story. And if that's not the full story, the idea that this man who is taking on this belief system that, no, actually hypnosis is something that I'm doing. I'm powerful and you will obey me. If that I've seen demonstrations of that, then of course they, whoever they are, can do things like change your personality, um, you know, Tavistock Institute, all this, all these behavioral, uh, you know, the, the CIA, all, all the studies, all the stuff, uh, Stargate, all these projects that they were doing, MKUltra, human behavior yes. modification. Mm, it's, uh, it, it kind of did stuff. I believe it did stuff and I believe it works. So, yes, watch out for evil hypnotists out there, ladies and gentlemen. But um, <laughs> also also know that the majority of people aren't even that skilled enough to be able to do that in the first place. Okay, so I shouldn't be scared of getting something implanted into my mind. I don't think so. You're and you're a diligent reporter. You are sifting through. I mean, I I know we've talked. I I know the stuff you do. The articles I've read, you've posted. I mean, you are actively looking at both sides, which to me tells me that you have enough of the critical faculty to be able to <laughs> sort you. through when someone's throwing a suggestion at you versus, <laughs> um, you know, and, and really gaslighting. What I feel like gaslighting is the term of 2020, right? Was this it like the is. biggest word? It was the, it's the biggest, it's like, usually we have fun words, you know, that are the yes. word of the year, but gaslighting is the word. I think yeah. that's a hypnotic. I, I, I think that is a way that hypnosis happens in regular uh, everyday conversation, gaslighting each other, confusing, actively making you think. I think that's the more insidious version. Like, I would be more afraid of people doing that to you than I would about people implanting suggestions. Right. What about, like, what is the difference? Like, is there a, or a similarity with neurolinguistic programming and hypnosis? I'm also oh, scared of neuro. I'm also scared of neurolinguistic programming. you should be a little bit well i'd be scared because a lot of the people involved are scam artists and creepers um yeah it's why are they they always it seems like they just speak they seem to be creepy 
Creepers. They definitely are. I'm fascinated by all of them. I I plan on doing an episode of my podcast where I get the files of the Nixium cult and actually diagnose what they were teaching to see if it was actually a self um a, a self improvement model of the world worth even intellectually pursuing. Um, because at the end of the day, even though the people are evil, I'm fascinated by mind technology. And to me, yes. neuro linguistic programming is a um one of the coolest um brief story on neurolinguistic programming the brief thing about that is that some might say it's a whole nother modality of thought yes some might just say it's waking hypnosis it's using Ooh. eyes open states more than uh eyes closed states to do processes that hypnosis uh hypnotists do in a more formal way but just chunking it down to techniques for specific issues and calling it a different label. Even the founder of neurolinguistic programming, the co-founders, uh, John Grinder and Richard Bandler, um, basically Richard Bandler, he is he's a bit of a huckster himself. And well, you can look into those murder allegations sometimes if you want, oh, but um <laughs> That's a whole that's a whole nother. Oh, gosh. Uh, he has said very openly that he was in a car and someone asked him, what is this thing you're teaching people in uh, University of I think it was Santa Cruz or whatever when they were starting this. And he was just looking around for books in the bottom of his car and he saw a book on brains. He saw a book on uh, linguistics and he saw a book on computers because he was a computer programmer. (laughs) And thus, no, yes, he just came up with it on the spot and it stuck. Um, No, that's it. It's really great. His car. <laughs> I mean, he was a com- he was actually a computer programmer, and that's why the early metaphors of neurolinguistic programming are uh, all about we all everything's a program. Everything in your head is yes. can be run like a computer. Therefore, if we learn the different codes that cause one person to be successful at this act of thinking, we can deconstruct that so other humans can take on that model and grow to do it. And Tony Robbins. When he before he was doing all this stuff, yeah. he was actually early Tony Robbins was teaching neurolinguistic programming. That's what oh. he did. Before yeah. he was making people like locking people in rooms. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, he was. <laughs> I know we we just but yeah, just this is what I love. We you 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 uh, definitely call out. The the big names on your show, which I am absolutely a fan of. Throw these evil MFs under the bus. Tony um, Robbins. He'll burn your feet, lock you in a room, and make you cry. Yes, and if you're an underage girl, stay Ooh, away from him. Yeah, um, very much stay away from him. Just, you know, Tony Robbins, don't call. Yes, yes. Um, I love Nura. Look, I could spend 10 more years talking about all this stuff oh, with you. but. Well, I want to invite you back to talk about neurolinguistic programming. The thing, the thing I'm so scared of. We could talk about it more. Yeah, yeah. The number one thing about it, it's not just matching and mirroring, folks. People think that's the rapport building. Rapport they teach in every neurolinguistic programming class. Match the person, match their breath, match their tone of voice, match their body language. Um, it does work, but that is such a small piece of it. It is about modeling excellence. That's what the original thing was. They studied therapists and Milton Erickson, the great hypnotist. They tried to codify his work and teach people how to be more effective hypnotists and change workers. Um, but it's very much spun off into a model of communication. Is it therapy? Is it is it really nothing at all? That's what I kind of love about NLP. It's everything and it's absolutely nothing at the same time, which um, thinking about that too much is going to put you in a great hypnotic trance. Yes. And on that note, we are wrapping it up here. Where can people find you, Greg? Where can they listen to you? Where can they catch you? Yeah, I mean, look, everybody, check out Open Loops with Greg Bornstein, Conversations That Bend, uh, available on all podcast platforms. If you want to go to open-loops.com. And hey, 
I'm I'm out there in the socials. I mean, yes. you can you can follow me on at the Greg Bornstein on Instagram. I'm doing club jazz. We got to do a clubhouse room at some point. Oh yeah, I want to try clubhouse. I don't even know how to do it. Okay, I'm gonna invite you on. Club. I've been doing stuff on Clubhouse and having people. To, I, there was a girl that came on in a room and shared that she saw a dragon when she was a child and believes it. Um, you get if you want to get that call-in radio kind of experience. Yes. Clubhouse is a great thing. So I'm on there, Greg Bordstein. Um, and if anybody wants to reach out on Facebook too, and you have crazy fringe stories or just oh. outrageous beliefs, um, yeah, I mean, find me on Facebook, Greg Bordstein. Uh, I'm glad to talk to you. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Up next, we have Michael Strange, and I want to thank Greg for joining us, and we'll have to have you back on the show soon. Next week, we have Remso Martinez of Argos Paranormal. Thank you, guys, and we'll catch you next week. Mm-hmm.